Hey everyone, just to let you know that you can find visual references to accompany this episode at soufanflow.wordpress.com or follow the link in the Anchor app to our website. Thanks for listening. This is also a note to say that during lockdown we were recording in our bedrooms with the most lo-fi of technology, i.e. iPhone headphones and recording apps. So please be patient with the audio quality. Playing the episode on low-grade speakers or headphones will make it much easier to listen to. Welcome to the Soof and Flow Show, a podcast which unpacks a new theme each season with 2020 vision, complete with trivia, intersectional critique and candid discussions. This season, we're designing in-house. We're exploring the design industry, movements and ways of working. From episodes on Memphis to our own design processes, join Soof and Flow as they design in isolation during an age of lockdown. Hi and welcome to the Soof and Flow show. My name is Sophia. I'm a visual artist and design educator. My work and teaching explores ideas around race, gender and bodies. Hi, I'm Florence. I'm a graphic designer and I've pretty much given up everything else that I was doing in favour of my vegetable garden. That sounds amazing. How is your vegetable garden going? (laughs) Oh my god, it's my baby. I love him so much. He has tomatoes and cucumbers and um, Russian kale and these little lettuces called purple thrills and he's just everything I ever dreamed of and I love him so much and I just want to cry thinking about him but I'm not I'm not with him right now I'm visiting the person I'm dating who because of my you know my emotional support bubble um so I'm visiting her so I'm I really miss him right now that sounds awesome is there someone to kind of take care yeah I've, I've, I've given my housemates instructions but we're all very forgetful so I have reminders to remind them to um, water the plants and hopefully hopefully they'll survive and hopefully they'll they'll bear some kind of fruit um, and I hope that they you know they know how much he means to me so I'm hoping that they're gonna just like give him some very tender care while I'm gone that sounds really really wonderful I think I was saying the other day um, about having like a hobby that's just sort of ongoing yeah that sounds lush. I think we um, um we both have a habit of um kind of getting really absorbed in things and like kind of forgetting about them. And there's something about a vegetable garden that you you literally can't like forget just, about it because it will it will die. Amazing. So it's like good to have that thing forcing me to like take take care of other things and not just forget about them. I love it. <laughs> how how has your week been? What are you up to? Um, I think very like on the come down of a panic Ooh, attack. Okay. Um, I know I, it's it's all very like all systems go inside mm. um so I was just having a bath um in the morning I was just getting ready and a bat flew <gasps> oh, in through no. the window and I was in the bath I got very stressed I wasn't wearing my glasses oh. um then I jumped out bath oh. water went everywhere I was very stressed um on closer inspection the bat oh. was a butterfly but it was a very big butterfly okay <laughs> massive um if anything i found about her worse really and it was, it was definitely a butterfly not a um it was it was black so was it hairy it moth, but it was definitely in that family um i don't uh, have my glasses on to see it was more just a big black ooh, mass that was coming ooh, that sounds face. like a moth to me um, that's gross so yeah it was it was very i could hear the the wings oh, no. like flapping 
and I was I was <laughs> naked and very vulnerable and it was also my I like skills. Um, but then I managed to run out. <laughs> yeah, I managed to run out, and by the time everyone was like, "What the fuck?" Um, my mum came up in the bath had gone, and so I I just looked like I had like a kind of a bit of a like kind of wild morning, but. It was real. It definitely happened. I refused to like toe the path <laughs> of saying that you went around your glasses and you were tired. <laughs> no, I know what I saw. <laughs> um, so I'm feeling very like still panicked yeah, and stressed yeah. by, um, well, by that morning. You're but, here yeah, now. That was my, I'm, that really, was my, I'm really sorry I, that you started off your morning in this like beautiful, heavenly, luxurious, relaxing place of the bath. Um, especially like when it's so oh, beautiful yeah. outside. And then it just like it was a took, yeah, took a turn for the worst. <laughs> I think, like, if I was ever going to write a horror film, that's exactly how I'd start. Um, Luxurious <laughs> Bath to about trying to, like, Oh, my God. I would, I would watch that. Um, I would I would make it. I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a, I think that's a full update of where I'm well, at. Well, that's a, um, a new medium that you could work in is film. And we both, like, yes. pick up a lot of mediums in our work. We don't just keep to, like, kind of traditional graphic design mm, for sure and should we introduce oh, yeah. the episode well um so i think this is a nice point and then we can maybe talk about the structure great. so this episode we're talking about um things that we've discovered and started learning in lockdown so we're talking about these new mediums these new things as well as old things we've picked up along the way so we're gonna be talking about something old new borrowed and blue in this episode and all these kind of creative ventures that we found in isolation amazing and so the way we're structuring this series at the moment is we've got our bigger episodes our research episodes so last week several weeks ago we had our episode on populist design which we both really dug into and got a bit obsessive about and we've had a bit of a break but now we're returning with a small episode a reflection episode where we talk about our like ways of working um and so, yeah, like next episode, we'll be back with a bigger research episode. Um, so um, something old. What what old things are in your practice? What old media are in your practice? So I was thinking about what my old thing is. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just graphic design. Because that's, that's, you know, my oldest um, yeah. process. But um, one thing that I've started, uh, did in lockdown, did a massive clear out. Um, and I don't remember if I spoke about this in past episodes, but... Um, during that process, I kind of went through all, all like, do you know, I don't know, all the random stuff that you buy, yeah. sort of like pack away and don't really yeah. use or don't really understand. But I don't know, at one point you really <laughs> needed it. And um, I had that with um, a set of watercolours. And watercolours I've always, always mm. struggled with. Like, they just seem a bit too, like, they tweet. Are, yeah. And I, and I just, I don't know. And I think my style has always been quite bold. And yeah. Graphic. And how do you almost... I feel like they're the total opposite of Definitely. how I work and what I do. And so I I have a, I had this nice set and I just sort of left them there, never really used them. And it was a bit, I don't know, sort of stumbled across them. And I've been doing some oh, more paintings. What, um, what's inspired you? What do you do your paintings of? Um, so I've been following a lot of YouTube tutorials because I find, I think especially with a new medium, I sort of want to get the hang of how the medium yeah. works before taking my own path. And especially when I'm not that confident with it, I think following a tutorial where you're like mm. step by step and you know you're going to get it to look like that thing is really, really helpful. Um, so an old 
watercolor set but a new I medium love that. In the same way. I also um, feel like when we were younger I, I don't know if this is the same for you but mm-hmm. watercolors were always introduced to us with really crappy paper so it just never worked what did that happen with you and just go really mm. crinkly and like didn't yes the yeah. warping so I've yeah so there was a lot of things that I think one of the reasons that all these things struggled because I didn't think I understood the medium and I didn't have necessarily the 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 right stuff to really make the most of it so with watercolors i've been following a couple of tutorials like drawing little stuff like pastries and i love your uh, pastries and cookies oh my god pastries are so good um so yeah i think that i found really nice it's a really limited color palette you're just using kind of oranges Mm. and browns so it's not stressful for me in terms Mm. of mixing colors and do you enjoy mixing colors on Um, the paper or in the palette um i'm not sure because i don't think i've done much mixing mm. in that way like I kind of I'm still figuring out because you have to you have to sort of start you can't with watercolors you can only go darker yes. and that's such a weird way of working when you're working yeah. digitally you can add in white you can add in all these colors so you have to almost um yeah program your brain so that's something I figured out in mixing there's a couple of tools that I found really helpful um one of my friends um, recommended masking fluid. Oh, what's that? And I don't know if I don't no. know what it is. I can imagine what it is, okay, but tell me so what it is. It's I will do. It's um, it smells horrible, but I don't know if that's just the version I've got. It's like this latex, mm. um, like liquid latex, basically, and you paint it onto the page on the areas you want to mask off, and then you just paint normally. <sighs> And then at the end, you peel off the. the that sounds really satisfying. Food. It sounds like peeling it's off really... PVA glue off your fingers. Yes. Yeah. It's exactly it, same texture, same process, same kind of like feeling. Um, I've also got some masking tape where I mask off the edges, mm. and so you paint. And then the moment you peel back that masking tape, you get this crisp, clean edge, and it's just so satisfying. I love and I think that. that's what made me really fall in love yeah. with it. So yeah, I think it's those small, like satisfying mm. details that you get with um, the kind of the the tactility mm. of it that I've. I think I'd like. I don't think I figured out how to what my visual style is with yeah. watercolor yet, but I think that's okay. I think that's. What I love doing that. Right I love what you're doing yeah. already with them. And if anyone mm. listening how wants to check them out, you can see them on um, Sophia's um, Instagram page. Oh uh, yes. I- yeah, I've shared a couple. Um, I'm hopefully gonna. My ch- big challenge is to fill up my entire watercolor sketchbook um, yes. with over Amazing. Um, just with random stuff. Um, what have you been? What's yeah? What's your my old? Or, yeah, I think the, the kind of artistic medium that I've always connected with all my life is photography, and it's only recently that I've really had the courage and confidence to do it myself, especially with like thirty-five mm. millimeter. And um, so that's definitely, and it's. Um, yeah, just a medium I really connect with. And over lockdown, I've moved now, but in my parents' house, I set up a little photo studio. And I really love that as like a way of connecting to my heritage, my Armenian heritage, because in the Ottoman Empire, it was Armenians that did, um, that set up all the photo, photo studios. And so when the genocide happened and um, they emigrated, that, that's the profession they tended to take with them. And so there's this really rich tradition of... Um, photography studios and these really amazing backdrops and my brother's done a lot of academic research into them um so it feels that somehow like that's very old in in a in a very in a lot of different ways for me and so I like cleared out this space underneath my bunk bed and um uh, like hung a sheet uh, a sheet that my mum was throwing out I like hung a sheet behind it and put a 
piano stool in there and I was like oh, I'm gonna like turn this into a photography studio but classic me I just like started overthinking it and like <laughs> got out of the idea before I could do anything with it but now I've moved I really want to like find a big board of MDF and like paint a really elaborate backdrop and I've got a name for it for my photo studio it's called photo lucine which means like moon photography um because I've like the light element of it that sounds amazing. I also like the kind of moonlighting yes. kind of side oh of it, God, that, like your bedroom is also oh, your studio. That. Yeah, yeah. it was also inspired. So I was messaging my brother being like, oh, like, what's a Darby and cool photography studios? And he was like, oh, anything to do with light. And like, so I was like, oh, the moon's an obvious one because um, me and the person I'm dating, we would, during lockdown, this is like horribly cheesy, but we were very into it. When it was full moon, we'd have like, dates hosted by the full moon like we'd just both go outside and look at the full moon and miss it that's yeah. really awesome <laughs> it's so gay um, it. so that just felt like a nice connection to that too and so I really want to do like a um a kind of cheesy kind of almost like I'm imagining like a 20s Hollywood desk backdrop of like this like moon and stars and it's kind of glitzy and a bit tacky but like I yeah that's that's my current imagination um I also think um, I really loved that small intimate space you had in your mm. bunk bed. Um, but now in your new space, you've got some beautiful lighting. Yes, Just natural I do. lighting. Um, and I think that's what I find quite exciting about working in lockdown and working in your bedrooms, like making the most of just the things that happen Absolutely. There. Like if it's dark, it's going to be an intimate shoot. If there's beautiful light coming in from your window, it's going to be like fully lit. That's so true. And I think that's why I could never really get myself off the ground with it because my bedroom at home is really bad lighting and so this this room such good morning lighting I'm so excited to like really dig into that and I live in this incredible household of like DIYers and like very artistic people who just like kind of use scraps and put them together like my housemate works in a in the as a studio assistant for an artist and so we I think there's just a real really beautiful energy of just reusing stuff and just getting going with stuff and I love the idea of reusing. Yeah. I think that takes us perfectly onto our something yes. borrowed. Um, what is your something borrowed? And yeah, go for it. I'm gonna let you take. Well, it. my something borrowed would be cuttings, like propagating cuttings, because I've been given this by my new housemates. Cuttings, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> um, the. I am kind of obsessed a bit at the the moment since our Memphis episode about the idea of being part of a culture or community or a kind of sense of collectivity around your creativeness. And for for me, that's been reflected in my other moment, my like gathering like plants inside and outside, like inside I have my propagated like plants from the person I'm dating, but also the, um, my housemates. And then also, my friend whose room I'm taking had given me like half a year ago this little plant that I'd been growing from one of their plants and so I love like the idea of bringing this little plant home (laughs) and then also my vegetable bed and all my little seedlings um I love the idea of just like borrowing these plants from people but like they're all just like growing into a little ecosystem and creating my own my own network rather than one from my just traditional family network and creating a network of very artistic and creative people and that 
yeah, somehow I'm getting very confused between whether I'm talking about the plants or whether I'm talking about people, but we're all just like... I think it's yeah. both. It's like borrowed knowledge, borrowed physical yeah. things. It's like that kind of sharedness of it that comes together. And I think that we live in a system that really discourages that way of working because like capitalism thrives on kind of competition and individuality and it's really hard to not internalise that. And so it's been really beautiful Definitely. just to like learn to let go of that and learn to spread out my connections a bit and be really generous with what I have and other people are being very generous with what they have and that that just like really creates this really nice sense of flow rather than just trying to cling on to things too tight and at the moment I'm just like trying to not get very upset whenever some of my plants looks like they might die and <laughs> that's my that's my current struggle but anyway I think it's a really emotional it like um yeah like activity yeah and it's been a really nice like creative activity like it's a kind of activity you don't think of as creative but it is really creative um gardening and it's it's the same problem solving that you would do in design yes it like, is and um, i put this in the right place is does this have enough of like space mm. to breathe and so on like i think i use the same language that i would about plants that i do about like layout. i love that i know and you really have to have like, quite a good visual imagination when you're not that i really I realise I don't really have regular spatial imagination, but I really want to try and create that for laying out our garden and yeah, adapting my design skills into these like exterior and interior spaces. And like, yeah, like plants can't really be relied on, they are their own things, they're these living things. So it is a bit just like random. How about you? What Mm. have you borrowed? So my borrowed I wasn't sure about, but I think I've borrowed a lot of um and I don't know. I've really been into upcycling mm. at the moment. So I imagine lots of other people have also in lockdown gotten lots of like stuff in the post, so it's a lot of packaging, um, tons of stuff. So I've been hoarding that. Um, I've also been hoarding a lot of to- toilet tube rolls um, and turning them into different things and almost like borrowing these bits of like paper and card and revamping them. Um, one of my favourite things to do is take a cereal box after we've finished with it and turn that into a book cover um of like this little like notebooks so i've got a couple of cereal books cereal box notebooks at the moment um it's kind of nice to see like i don't know um when they're sort of folded over they almost become quite abstract like these weird balls of cereal love that um, which i love so good um i've also turned some toilet tube toilet tube kind of cardboard rolls um into some storage oh your pen so kind of borrowing these my pen pot and also my mum needed a spice rack and she was gonna buy one and I was like don't you dare give me give me 20 minutes and a glue gun and I will I will sort this amazing Um, and she seemed fairly under impressed but (laughs) I because that's not I'm not going to show you a photo of it but I I was very impressed and I'm forcing everyone to to leave in the kitchen what's it made of cardboard um and toilet bowl <laughs> tubes, and I covered them in sticky back plastic so they're a bit sturdier. That's amazing. Um, and a little bit water resistant. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the best thing I've ever made. And whenever she asks if she needs something, I'm like, do you remember that time I made you the spice <laughs> And so I'm not going to let this one die. We, um, my housemate went to my other housemate's studio to build us a spice rack, and it's like the most beautiful thing. And we all just like go come into the kitchen in the morning and look at it, and just like. <laughs> It just it. like it's just like really encompassing our like collective house at the moment. We're just the. I think so. There's something really nice about making stuff yeah. yourself, and like kind of DIY, DIY. Yeah, I'm making something for like a shared space too. That's not necessarily just for you. 
definitely what new things have you been doing what new things have i been doing i've been getting a bit obsessed with coding and web design mostly because i desperately need a job or paid work and that's like what i think Mm -hmm. probably is most likely to get me some work but also it's been quite good for like my mental health in a certain way like my brain is a very like logical place and it it works well the kind of languages of coding and so it's been really good for me just to like get up in the morning and do like half an hour of coding and just work through these exercises what um languages are you learning and um how are you finding coming from a design background to go into a coding background because this is something i feel like i struggle with sometimes i feel very but by the sounds of it they seem to complement each other yeah definitely but that's that's i guess how i approach design and so i've been learning html and css um i learned those a while back and i've been building on them now with javascript and these languages called redux and react and i'm sure i'll get people (laughs) being like that's not what they're called you're not talking about this correctly but i don't care um so react is something that facebook uses and it's horribly complicated javascript and react are like the ones that kind of make things a bit more like animated and reactive and stuff and it's much more like front-end mm-hmm. stuff so how you're mm. you into work interface the user interface mm. <laughs> um yes. uh, yeah and i i'm getting very complicated i'm getting very confused by it but i don't know if it's the way that this right. website is teaching doesn't work or whether i need to or whether it's just me and getting very confused by it I think it's learning any new skill mm. or any new kind of um, discipline where at first it's that moment of like, do you know when you're doing a jigsaw on all the pieces everywhere and you're like, I know yeah. And then slowly, bit by bit, things start like, oh, yeah. oh wait, I kind of get this bit. This bit doesn't make any sense. but th- And slowly, yeah. eventually, it all comes I together. I think part of it is, I, sorry. No, um, like understanding how to use them, like with HTML, CSS and other similar languages where you can clearly see how that intersects with a web page that you might build is much easier. But with like things like JavaScript, it is very, very hard to understand actually how that's being Abs- used. It's yeah. too abstract for me. Yeah, I totally yeah, I totally feel that. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I've struggled with them, partly because I think I'm so visually focused. So front end stuff maybe sounds a bit exciting. Yeah. But when it's I guess you sort of need to know both potentially to really get the most out yeah, of it. Yeah, I um, think so. I've just signed up for a class on Super High um called experimental typography for the web and i have not started it yet but i'm like obsessed with the title already and i'm so excited about it amazing i really love um like really simple well-designed courses that you can just do step by step um and also take your own pace as well i find really really useful Um, what well what's your new my new thing so my new thing is something not not I'm not good at it and I would never um, it's not my forte but I love it so much um interior design Ah, oh no but I do love Uh, what you've been doing over room so don't say you're not good at it it's slow okay thank you I appreciate the (laughs) explanation um so I've been really like um into one watching lots of interior design shows um both like on every kind of streaming platform ever i'm straight in there into the home makeover shows <laughs> and i think a part of me is like i don't know as when you were a kid or something none of this appealed to me i said like, why do you even bother making them no one watches that <laughs> no i was and now i'm like oh wait when I was a kid. I am, it's i think it's just the transformation yes. and create problem solving yeah. and just the so much of it i absolutely yeah. love um and I think it speaks to a part of me that like, I think if there was a graphic design version of that show where they do a complete makeover in terms of design, mm. I would love it. But I think the interior design is like 
maybe most um it's easier to format in a team yeah so i imagine that's why maybe it does better but um I absolutely love it. Um, I've been watching a lot of those shows, and I've also been thinking about my own space and trying to like do it up a little, which I've managed to do over um, lockdown. So that's been quite I fun. That. I don't think I have any sort of interior design. I don't think my brain speaks that language naturally, yeah. so I think I've enjoyed making like you know random Pinterest boards where I like start tagging and stuff. And it's that process of learning that language. I love that. Um, which I'm quite enjoying. So that's my something new, interior design. Um, I'm ready for my interior design team. Oh, you should definitely, like, upcycled, upcycled. Yeah, I mean, 90% of that TV show would be better than (laughs) the infinite things that you can do with them. Sounds like and I definitely think you'd be the person to restart us It's Art Attack for millennials that can't actually afford decent homeware. Oh, my God. That's that's my niche. Like... (laughs) that is 100% your niche and you already have the outfits to match it I'm I'm ready and I, I realised this. this is what God was yeah this is what God had oh planned. I love that but I also love like I think we do have that sense of that idea of interior design as a skill that you learn but actually we all have our own taste if you think about what we wear we have our own taste and that can definitely be translated to to the interior space and I think you've really done that with your definitely. desk space I agree. And I think when I say it's not necessarily the taste, because I know the flavour, but it's the, it's like when you're learning how to design something and you, you, you know the style you like, you know, you, you know all of it, but sometimes something just doesn't sit right. Yeah. And it's the fine tuning, it's the crafting, it's understanding the spatial awareness of type, it's understanding hierarchy, it's all those details that you need to understand in terms of space for interior design to know that, okay, that, should, that shouldn't go there because the moment you move back here, it just opens up the entire layout. So it's those things I'm interested in learning that yeah. I don't have naturally in my brain. Um, yeah, I think I know when something looks good and works, but I don't think I know how to get there. So just like when you see a poster or something, you're like, oh my God, I love it. I wouldn't know how I got there. Totally. I, I want to figure out the design process to get there, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I love that. I love that also just like way of challenging your design brain because graphic design isn't necessarily 2D. Like a lot of the time it is translated into 3D space. And so it's, I think it's good to challenge ourselves into thinking that way. Definitely. And I think that's that's been an exciting thing as well, like just challenging myself in different mm. ways. But what is, and this is the one I'm most interested in, um, what is your something blue? Well, if I'm allowed to swap in blue for another colour, then my something green would be an imaginary um, uh, future being of my future feature green wall um in my bedroom i before i moved i thought my favorite color was orange and i moved and my new housemate came into my room and was like oh i can see what your favorite color is and i was like what's my favorite color (laughs) and they were like green and i was like oh my god it is my favorite color oh my days um because i have so many green things and so like i was thinking about like repainting my room and i was like um, my friend was like, oh, you should do a feature wall. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. See, this is like what, like an interior design. I have no idea what anything means. Um, but now I just like want a green feature wall just to like lose myself in. And I have like a very specific idea of the green it's going to be. It's going to be like a medium green, like a very natural kind of tree green, but like slightly dull, like very, very slightly gray. And I'm really into it. Like the kind of like just getting lost into this green feature wall. Um, anyway, that is my new favorite color. And that is my imaginary something green. What is your something blue? Um, before I tell you my something blue, I absolutely love the fact that someone else saw it. And I think that's something, sometimes what you need. You need someone else just to be like, hang on a minute, look at Definitely. all this. Definitely. 
and that I think is really I love powerful. that um, I, I I'd feel very seen yeah I feel very seen and I feel I love I think that being this just being in new environments challenges you to what you think who you think you are what you think you like and that's been a really nice process for me moving in and to actually be like that sounds wonderful people who really care about their you know I've never really cared about my exterior my exterior what am I talking about my spatial my spatial stuff before I've never really had a sense of designing it and I'm now surrounded by people who really care about that and have a sense of that and it's really really exciting to explore this new way of being in my space I think so I think um so my something blue is also not blue (laughs) (laughs) my something blue is yellow um and I've I've my room I've filled up with lots of yellow things and in I found so when the light in the evening like the sun sort of comes around and gets the back window yeah. um sort of streams in and it's just like this golden yellow oh. glow and lots of things and it's uh, i think i think you're right like i don't think i think space for me i never really felt the importance until suddenly like hang on a minute in lockdown we're in this space all the time and to be able to make small little changes like i don't know just putting in a yellow duvet and a yellow cushion or something mm. that amplifies that really golden sunshine oh just makes I don't know just makes you want to be in I that space that. and I think yeah I think making our spaces as livable mm. and as enjoyable as possible partly because like when you're working normally well I know for me I was I was in and out I wasn't spending that much time at home or like in my room or whatever you sort of in and out it's not it's sort of like your sleeping space mm. it's not your living space and now to have it as your living space I can totally understand why why you're saying the things you're saying and why you're excited about your green feature yeah. and all these things because they add value and like quality of life definitely and I think for both of us um correct me if I'm wrong but we're both like kind of recreating spaces from from a childhood like childhood space like mm. and it's been nice for me to like kind of notice that I was just like assuming what I was given as a child in my room and I was like and now I get to like reinvent that for myself and reinvent actually what I want from a space rather than just what was assumed for you as a child I totally agree and I think yeah same like even if it's like the furniture that you've still kind of got going with you or like these like little things it's that space has been has almost had to grow with you over the years and some of it still needs just a bit of a push to catch up yes um so like my desk I've had for about 12 15 years and it's it's not like a fancy nice desk I think it's just one of those cheap like flat pack ones but it's it's fairly plain but recently I like covered it in vinyl and different kind of patterns and just sort of upvamped it into this kind of Memphis design thing um but in a way that kind of allows you one I love living with it now and two it's it's grown with me in a way and I'm looking forward to seeing how these kind of quite I don't know how long these pieces are going to last, but how they'll next grow with me and how these spaces also yeah. grow with me. And um, a future episode we're going to do is going to be about our workspaces and how we decorate and arrange our workspaces to work. So, yes, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's a wonderful reflective episode on, yeah, on workspaces. Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this sort of reflective episode on something old, borrowed, new and blue. Although there was no blue in this episode. Maybe that's something, maybe it's a political statement. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. And join us next time for a, re- a big 
big boy research episode research i'm so excited to do research I, Get, yeah i feel like i've dig into it, a so new I'm gonna... topic is yeah it's one of my favorite activities perfect okay bye bye